Tuesday night, about 150 people gathered at the Monroe County Courthouse to protest the overuse of force by police departments. The protest was represented by Patrick Ford, media spokesperson for Enough is Enough. He said protesters were given an eviction notice to leave the courthouse square by 10 p.m. Some protesters stayed until after midnight. The Monroe County Sheriff's Department didn't arrive until the early hours of Wednesday morning. Patrick Ford talks about the goals for the protest, the eviction order, and demands for local government. Patrick, you are a media spokesperson. Uh, is it for a specific organization? Um, I'm a part of the Enough is Enough movement, um, the ones that uh, we organized the march for Friday. And then um, I've just been out here helping everybody for, I mean, we start, started this about, uh, I believe it was last Friday two Fridays ago. So um, I just come out here every day once I get off and um, make sure everything stays civil, but also I want to make sure that there's a common voice. Yeah, definitely. So again, you're the media spokesperson for this protest. What is your goal for these protests? Um, I think the biggest goal out of this whole thing is to make sure that at the end of the day that black lives are valued as much as any other life. And um, as I, I mean, as I always say, at least this past week, I think for the first time in our lifetime, we're finally seeing like a worldwide effort to bring awareness to the situation that it, it truly deserves. The Monroe County attorney, Margie Rice, issued an eviction notice to protesters. According to the county code, Chapter 262 allows the courthouse to be open for public use from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. Protesters were then asked to vacate the premises by 10 p.m. I asked Patrick Ford about the eviction notice. Um, so this uh, memo right here, this is actually um, what we were uh, handed to last night when they came out. Um, at 10 p.m. yesterday, they gave us a 24-hour eviction notice. Um, and at that point, they told us that anything out here would either be thrown away. Um, they did not. They weren't specific on whether or not they would be making arrests for people on the property past that time. But, um, yeah, they... They said by 10.01 tonight that uh, the whole setup has to be taken down. And um, this uh, this actually isn't from the sheriffs. This this came from the Monroe County Commissioners and the uh, Monroe County Attorney. Mm -hmm. Um, The sheriffs are very adamant in the fact that they're supporting us, but they're just doing what um, they're being told by uh, the people that um, are higher up. Okay, I see. Um, And so this is... This is referring to shutting down this whole protest, not uh, just the tents. No, they told us that um, we're allowed to protest anytime between um, 6 a.m. and 10 p.m. Um, and we can go after if we're on the sidewalks, but as far as uh, the courthouse is county property, and so they're going to enforce the... Um, they're going to enforce the curfew, not a curfew, but the eviction notice. Um, so they, like I said, they're not against the Black Lives Matter movement, but they're shutting down as far as having a camp or set up here. I see. Okay, so what would you like to see change in local government from these protests? Um, I think like when, I mean, we need, I mean, we need to make sure that our police are going through more social awareness training. Um, what a lot of people don't know is uh, police academies, um, they train for about 100 hours. To be a hairstylist in the state of Indiana, you have to go through 1,500 hours of training. So if you're telling me someone with a badge and a gun only needs 100 or so hours of um, training, but a hairstylist needs 1,500, I think that's definitely something we need to take a strong look at. Absolutely. 
One more question. What does the future hold for these protests? Um, I know that we are... I mean, we're planning more and more protests. I don't know if it will continue every night like this. I mean, at some point, the protests will shut down. Um, but I know, like, uh, we're planning an event in Indianapolis on June 19th for Juneteenth. Um, so as far as the protests go, I don't know how much longer they'll last. But I think the biggest thing is that when people leave these protests, um, they need to be socially aware that silence is violence so when you're out in public or you're at work and someone says something that isn't quite right like you have to be able to call them out because if we don't call them out we can't change the world at around 8 p.m tents lined the grass at the monroe county courthouse people who are experiencing homelessness were occupying the tents one tent was painted with the words say their names many protesters shouted quote defund the sheriff's department end quote and abolish BPD. The Spanish-Mexican War Memorial was spray-painted and hand-printed in red. According to the Monroe County Area Mutual Aid Facebook group, residents were encouraged to bring food and water to people at the courthouse. Domino's pizza boxes lie in a row with fruits, vegetables, bottled water, paper towels, and other goods. A maroon couch sits nearby. The courthouse itself was covered in chalk as protesters wrote messages. One message written in blue and green chalk says, We demand political power. Black lives matter. Black lives matter. Black lives matter. Black trans lives matter. This is what democracy looks like. At around 3 p.m. on Wednesday, I talked to Brad Swain, Monroe County Sheriff, about the protest, calls to defund the Sheriff's Department, and the homeless encampment on the courthouse lawn. Here is that interview. I was wondering if you could explain what Chapter 262 of the County Code means. There is an ordinance uh, that uh, forbids people from being present on the courthouse property from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m., and uh, I think it's been in effect for a year or two, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a situation of the commissioners uh, contacting me and asking that uh, we enforce that, mm-hmm. or that I enforce that. Protesters were told they needed to leave the courthouse um, by 10 p.m., and then law enforcement didn't show up till after midnight. So why did the uh, sheriff's department wait to send officers? I thought that was a prudent thing to do. So what do you make of protesters' calls to defund the sheriff's department? Uh, I think it's short-sighted. We uh, uh, Sheriff's offices generally are underfunded, uh, and it's just the nature of uh, how the taxing structures work. When I talk with members of the public, I explain that the population between, say, the city of Bloomington and the area outside the city limits, 
the population breakdown is about the same, but I have about a third of the number of law enforcement officers to cover, to serve the same amount of population and about five times the square miles. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we do it with a lot less people and, uh, provide uh, good service, but, uh, to defund it uh, just doesn't make sense for most sheriff's offices. So the next question I have is, people experiencing homelessness were staying in those tents surrounding the courthouse. When the sheriff's department arrived after midnight, did you ask them to leave the premises? The tent, well, let me clarify that uh, the tents were gone when we arrived, so we didn't need to ask anyone to vacate a tent and leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was... Uh, Generally, people just standing around the courthouse lawn for uh, different reasons, I suppose, some to protest and others to uh, be around people. Uh, And uh, I think some of the uh, homeless had uh, remained there as well, even after the tents were gone. Uh, So we explained the ordinance and uh everyone cooperated almost immediately we just explained you can stand on the sidewalk and that's fine uh and most complied they voiced the uh, opposition to having to do that but they complied uh, there was only one person who uh, we had to talk with him for about another minute to persuade him he was lying on a mat to persuade him to uh, get up and leave but uh I think everyone had complied with the request within oh, a matter of a, oh, just a few minutes, uh, less than three, I would say. Mm-hmm. I see. And after talking to some protesters, I discovered that protesters were working with Bloomington Police Department and the Sheriff's Department. So how have you um, worked together with some of these protesters? The people that I think originally... Uh, set up on the courthouse lawn to do the protesting always uh, when the county uh, legal representatives and members of my office would come and talk very cordial uh, and uh, they were uh, uh, the people we kind of identified as being the ones who organized the protests were cordial understanding and uh, uh collected and and I was so happy that you know we explained that the tents had to go uh, and I was uh, really pleased uh, to see that they had uh, collected that property and already had it cleared out uh, so uh, I found them to be uh, very uh, cooperative uh, they wanted to make a, a statement which is a legitimate statement and complaint they got their message out and uh, they were a good worth and uh, I understand the other organizations uh, have been very open and working with the Bloomington city government and police according to Patrick Ford if protesters remained on the sidewalk authorities said there were no time restrictions on protesting through the night Sam Cooks a change is going to come played on the loudspeaker while protesters swayed back and forth to the melody.
It was 10.30 p.m. and still no word from the sheriff's department. A pickup truck drove by and held up their middle finger at protesters while screaming obscenities. A group of protesters yelled back while an organizer told protesters to not engage. The pickup truck circled around and did it once more. Protesters did not engage the heckler. Patrick Ford takes to the microphone to make another announcement just before 11 p.m. As you guys know, yesterday uh, we were given a little eviction notice to be off this property by 10 p.m. And uh, based on my calculations, it's 10.58. So, understand this is a victory. When we show in numbers, when our voices are heard, the system is scared of us. And I want us to keep having our little dance party and everything. Um, I just want to say one thing. When you guys leave here, the, conversa the conversation can't end. At some, point, at some point, the protests won't be happening. The marches will be gone, but you'll still be there. Just coming out here holding up a sign saying Black Lives Matter, that's not enough. You gotta be you gotta be willing to have those tough conversations with family yeah. members, with coworkers, with everybody. I respect each and every one of you for being out here, but we got more to do and it doesn't stop now. It's only the beginning. Hey, and if we're gonna make a change, we all have to do it together. Yeah. Thank you. Then the music begins once more. Protesters begin to dance until midnight. Then, in the early hours of Wednesday morning, the sheriff's department arrived. Most of the protesters cleared out. According to Brad Swain, there were no citations made. For WFHB, I'm Cade Young.